What is up guys, Mark here and welcome to the podcast. Just to mention, these are totally unmonetized, so if you're able to support, the Patreon link is in the description below. But of course, no pressure to do so. Thank you so much guys, much love to you. What is up Waffle Gang, my name is Mark, I hope you're doing well and welcome to r slash am I the butthole. If you'd like to skip that initial waffle, timestamps are in the description and along the timeline below. But if you are new here, please consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too. As always, a huge thank you for being here, for taking the times out of your day to watch these videos. It really does mean the world. Today we're covering stories all with updates, so I hope you do enjoy. And let's get in to today's stories. Much love, guys. Our first story is from Family Drama. Am I the arsehole for inviting my dad's girlfriend over my real mum to spend the day with me? My 17 female parents got divorced six years ago. My mum quickly remarried and my dad has been seeing his new girlfriend for nearly two years now. I now live at my mum's house for two weeks then switch over to dad's house for the next two weeks. My relationship with my mum has always been difficult. I always felt like my mum wished for a more girly daughter so we could do classical mother-daughter activities together but I'm simply not that person my mum wants me to be. I've always been more tomboyish and been into sports, especially tennis since I was a little girl. Something my mum never truly understood or made an effort to be interested in. As a result, my mum and I never had a close mother-daughter relationship. I feel like my mum wished for us to have. Now my relationship with my dad has been the polar opposite. My dad and I always got along great and I have always been a daddy's girl. But when my dad introduced me to his new girlfriend Julia, I instantly disliked her. My younger me thought she was stealing my dad from me, her being relatively young, 27 when they began dating, and they, how I unfairly stereotyped her at first, vapid pretty girl, certainly didn't make me like her either. But my younger me misjudged her, and she's honestly pretty great. She always supported me, showed interest in my passions, showed up to my tennis matches, something my mum didn't bother to do, and has been a great person all around. I'm now ashamed to admit this, but I didn't recognize this until three months ago and I've been acting pretty horrible towards her before that. The problem, second last weekend I had a tennis tournament where I got second place. For the second place, I won a spa day for me and a guest. I decided to invite Julia, my dad's girlfriend, to thank her for supporting me and for dealing with my horrible behavior. You don't believe how happy she was when I invited her, but when I returned to my mum's place on Sunday evening, my mum kind of assumed I would invite her as my guest for the spa day. She seemed to really look forward to it. When I awkwardly told her I already invited Julia, she was disappointed and sad. Since then, she has acted downcast and moody, and we haven't really talked. I tried to explain the situation to her, but she won't listen. Now I feel horrible. I feel like I really hurt my mum, and I feel like I chose Julia over her. Am I the arsehole for inviting my dad's girlfriend over my mum to spend the day with me? Then we'll do some comments and then we'll go to the actual update itself. But I initially think, you know, this is just like a miscommunication. Surely your mum might be a bit upset about it, right? You invited Julia over her. But at the same time, Julia did go to support you and you wanted it as a thank you for doing all this support. And I think that should be relayed to your mother. And then it might click in your mother's head. You know, you really appreciate that kind of support too. But yeah, that is just my little my little comment on it. Let's have a look at a couple of the comments below to see what they say. Rip post it, Rit says, No one's an arsehole here, but I can definitely see how this would have hurt your mother. You say she likes girly things, and here's a girly thing, but you didn't want to share it with her. 
Sit down with your mum, tell her you noticed she's hurt and you did not intend that. You feel awful and explain that you invited Julia as an apology of sorts to make up for being so awful to her for so long. Then let your mum know you'd really love to have a special mother-daughter spa day, just with her. OP replies this saying, I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. To my mum, it probably feels like Julia and I robbed her of exactly the type of mother-daughter experience she always wanted. Then quotes, then let your mum know you'd really love to have a special mother-daughter spa day with just her. And she says, I'll do just that. And then NJ Bella says, no one's an asshole here. It was certainly your choice to invite whoever you wanted. It is unfortunate this is a major olive branch to Julia hurt your mother. I understand why your mum would be sad, but hopefully you'll both be able to move past it. It could be a good opportunity for a deeper conversation about how you appreciate her and wish you'd shed more common interests or that she'd take more of an interest in your activities and passions. Congrats on placing in the tourney. Now we'll head on over to the update and see what happens in the end. Sorry for the late update, it's been a busy two weeks. First of all, I would like to thank everyone for taking the time to read and reply to my post. I've read every response and I appreciate all the input. I've been putting off talking to my mum until Sunday a week ago when I finally found a good opportunity to talk to her. I told my mum that I love her, that I didn't intend to hurt her by inviting Julia and that I feel terrible for hurting her. I also explained to her why I invited Julia. This time she seemed to listen and reassured her that me inviting Julia doesn't mean we can't have our own spa day or that I chose Julia over her because she is still my mum and I always love her. Then I showed her the websites of some spa places I'd looked up beforehand and offered to pay for part of the costs. I know some people advise me against it, but I think it's a small but important gesture to show mum how much she means to me. My mum seemed really excited to go on one of them with me and said I wouldn't have to pay a cent. Then came the hard part for me. I told my mum like I feel like she never supported me in my interests and it hurts that she can't even be bothered to show up to my tennis matches. I also explained my feelings that I always felt like she wished for a more girly daughter and how this hurt me. At first, my mum got pretty defensive. She tried to deny it, but I was adamant and in the end, when she saw how important this was for me, she apologised and promised to improve. Later at dinner, my mum asked me if I would like to go to a nearby climbing park with her and my stepdad in the future. I instantly agreed and was so happy because going to a climbing park isn't something my mum would normally suggest. I feel like it means she genuinely listened to me and tries to truly improve our relationship. It has been a week now since I talked to my mum and I'm in good spirits as I hope our relationship will improve. I'm also hopeful we find our own mother-daughter thing in the future. Thanks again, Reddit, for your input. Holy shit, why the hell am I crying at the end of this story, man? <laughs> Every year that goes by, I get more and more softer. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Gee whiz, but I do love a wholesome ending to a Reddit post. You know, in, in I'm the arsehole post, you don't really see many, many endings that are really wholesome and, and sweet and nice. But, you know, it's nice to see a relationship come back together and rebuild and be a positive thing. It's just so great. There is no need to go to the comments on this one because you know it's all good, it's all positive, everything's good in the end. But what do you guys think of this story? Let me know in the comments below and there's no need to put a vote on this one. And the next story is from Took My Kids, Am I the Arsehole? Am I the arsehole for moving after winning full custody of my sons? My wife and I got a divorce last year. Our relationship failed after she was charged with felony credit card fraud and ended up pleading guilty to a lesser charge. She had been a stay-at-home mum to our two sons, five and three, and had taken credit cards out in my mum's name to pay for God knows what. She shattered my trust. I work full-time and make a decent living, but nothing extravagant. 
I had no clue what my wife was doing until the cops showed up at my door with a warrant and took my wife away in cuffs and took two laptops as evidence. When I got the full story, I filed for divorce immediately. Aside from being a criminal, she was a good mum. She tried to justify what she did by saying she was just doing what was best for our kids, which I felt was total BS given that she never mentioned what in anything and anytime she asked to spend on something, I would always say yes. I hired a good lawyer and asked for full custody of my kids. My ex begged me not to do that, saying she needed her kids, but she was still looking at up to a year in jail and nothing her lawyer said could sway the judge to grant her anything more than supervised visitation. She ended up doing 90 days in jail, paying some fines and restitution, but I've allowed her to see her sons almost every time she asked. The last year has been total hell, but we've made it work. A few months ago, I was offered a much more lucrative position a few states away. I talked with my lawyer about what it could mean if I moved and what the process was. He said that since I have full custody, I have to file a petition with the court to move. So I told my wife what I wanted to do and she exploded. She claimed I was stealing their kids from her, that she made a lot of strides to get herself to a better place, and that she would fight me tooth and nail for her kids. Well, I filed the petition, got the go-ahead from the courts and accepted the job. When the judge gave his ruling, my wife burst into tears and began sobbing. It was heartbreaking. I know in my head that I'm doing the right thing for my sons. They are young enough that a move like this won't be too traumatic, but I also feel like their lives have already been completely overturned and I'm just adding more to that. As my wife, she's a wreck. She's been begging me to reconsider the move, trying everything from guilt trips, manipulation, bargaining. It's like she's going through the stages of grief, but from my point of view, she did this to herself. She lied and broke the law. I have very little sympathy for her. I know at some point she'll probably try to file for partial custody and I'm prepared for that. For now, I'm just trying to do what's best for me and my sons. Does that make me an asshole? Edit, thank you to everyone who commented, even the ones who called me a heartless asshole for taking my sons away from their mother. This post has given me a lot of perspective and I appreciate that. A couple of things I want to clear up, I keep getting asked about and I wasn't able to include in my original post. One, the area my sons and I live in is a smaller community. Not everyone knows everyone. Small, but close. The crime my ex committed was news here. It was in the paper. People know about it. I get weird looks when I'm out in public. People have stopped inviting my sons to birthday parties. I don't want my sons to be bullied and teased in school about their mother being a criminal. Two, I'm not going to permanently alienate my sons from their mother. I'll make sure they're able to talk and FaceTime with her whenever they want. I will be the one who makes the drive back in order for them to see her until she is able to make arrangements to allow her to do so. I will continue to work with my ex to make sure she's including things like birthdays and holidays. Three, I know my sons and I will need therapy from this. There is not good mental health help available where my previous job is. My new job offers on-site childcare and I will have access to counselling and therapy for myself and my sons that we would not have access to without moving. The schools near my new job are head and shoulders above the ones near my previous job. Four, if my ex gets her life back on track and is able to move closer to us, I'm all for it. If she does the things she needs to in order to petition for shared custody, I don't intend on fighting her for that. But until she does that, I will not allow her anything more than supervised visits ruled by the court. I will also not ask for any of the court-ordered child support. We won't need it. Five, to all the people who screamed, but she's their mother. Yes, and she always will be. And I remind my sons daily that their mum loves them very much and that she wishes she could be with them like before. I am angry and resentful of my wife, but I work very, very hard to not let any of those feelings impact my son and their relationship with their mum. Wow, what an incredibly tough story. And little bits of information that I pulled out the comments, apparently it was like she stole 30K from the mother-in-law, but I can't find what she was actually spending it on, so God knows what. 
And on this one, I'm very curious to see what the comments are going to say before we head on over to that update. Jessica Jones says this is tough. The divorce and getting full custody fully deserved. Not the arsehole on that account. Moving to another part of the country where she have no contact with them. I'm not sold on this. I think that you're still in pain and resent her. And rightfully so. But I'm not sure this is the best you can do regarding your children's relationship with their mother. Does she have any possibility of getting a job? Of moving? Or is she a financial mess as well? And what are her living conditions like now? Have you gone to therapy? Let me be clear, she did what she did and she's been held accountable for it. You've got a right to move from a legal perspective, but moving when you know she can't do the same will massively screw a relationship with your children that will only lead to more anger, resentment and pain. Heel Steamboat says, you all know this begging for a gender's reverse situation. Holy shit people are actually claiming him an arsehole. OP is not the arsehole. Please all your mums out there need to let go of your biases. I'm a lurker 2020 says, info, how are you going to maintain your son's relationship with their mother? Does she pay child support? If you alienate them from her, they will resent you. She may eventually be able to get back to court with a parental alienation claim. I'm reserving judgment. Escatoni says, I love all the people in here bending over backwards to excuse and downplay the crimes of the ex because she's a mum. What a load of shit. And to OP and the rest of the people in here calling her a good mother. Good mothers don't destroy their families by willingly committing federal fucking crimes. And for what? Some makeup and designer clothing. Good mother, my ass. Now we're going to head on over to the update to see what happened. I got a lot of people asking for an update on the situation. And since a few things have changed, I figured I would go for it. I did end up taking the new job and move with my sons. We've been settling into our new lives quite nicely over the last month and things have been going really well. My sons love the new house. They have made friends with some other kids their age in the neighborhood. My job has been going really well and I really couldn't have hoped for things to go better than they have. I got both of my sons into a great therapy program and the three of us have also been going to counseling sessions together. My boys have been adjusting amazingly well and I'm so happy and proud of how they've handled this. We've also made two trips back to see their mother since she is still in the process of figuring out what she'll be allowed to do in relation to her probation. We've also been in many video calls a week with her. My sons still don't understand why their mum isn't here with us, but they do seem to grasp that this is going to be their new normal. In comparison with how well myself and my sons are adjusting, my ex is the complete opposite. She is still very angry with me and thinks I'm a complete a-hole. She's frustrated with the process of going through the courts to be allowed to move. She's frustrated I'm not willing to drive our sons back to see her as often as she'd like. She feels like she's being marginalised in their lives and I am pulling them away from her. When she was complaining about all this during our last visit, I reminded her that all of those things are consequences of her own actions and she blew up at me saying I'm kicking her when she's already down and I didn't need to take her sons away from her. I told her how well her sons are doing and how happy they are and she could be proud of how strong and resilient they've been. She then started begging me to please move back so that she can be closer because she's not sure the courts will allow her to move and the process has taken too long. I told her that wasn't going to happen, but if there is anything I can do with the court process that I'd be willing to help if I can. I reminded her that I haven't said anything about her not paying the court ordered child support, but that our boys seem in a much better place already and I'm not going to take that away from them. Every time we have a video call with her, as soon as she says goodbye to our sons, she starts asking me to consider moving back home. I tell her every time that it's not happening. I'm not a robot and I do feel bad to see her desperate and distraught, but when I look at my sons playing and laughing with their new friends, I know I've done the right thing, no matter the cost to my ex. Now there's some comments below which clears up a couple of things, so we're going straight away with Prince West, which says, I asked on the original post, 
but did your ex complain about where the untraceable cash payments went towards? That's still a big thing that should bug you when it comes to the trust with your kids. Encourage her to get therapy and please pressure her to come and clean about that money and get her to show the evidence so she's telling the truth. OP replied saying she's made some vague statements about paying cash for designer clothes, other higher priced items, but still not enough to account for all of it and I still take most of what she tells me with a large grain of salt. Funkativity says and quotes, I reminded her that I haven't said anything about her not paying the court ordered child support. Then says, how did she end up on the hook for paying child support given her status? OP replies, it's a token amount based on her income. With my higher salary, I don't need her help to provide for our kids. But she hasn't made an effort to pay anything yet either. Splunk Zop says, not the arsehole. You aren't the arsehole. You're trying to look after your kids. Everything that has happened is because she is a thief, a convicted and jailed thief. If she dies when she's 90 years old, she will still be a convicted thief. Now, what do you guys think of this story? What would you have done if you was like OP in the original story? Would you have taken the job and moved away? Or would you have stayed so like the ex-wife could still be involved? Don't forget to let me know in the comments below. And our next story comes from TA Salary. Am I the asshole for telling my old boss I don't believe in loyalty and it's unreasonable to expect me not to quit for a better paid job? Worked at my first job for six years. They trained me from ground zero on everything. I had a great boss, fought for my promotions, etc. In those six years, my salary doubled. Got an offer from a more prestigious company with better growth opportunities and double the salary. We're talking substantial money, 120K versus 250K. I quit without thinking twice and thought it was more respectful not to ask my boss to use any of his political capital to get me a match. He couldn't. Part of my new comp is stock in the new company and the salary is likely more than his pay. So I simply gave him my notice and explained my transition plan. Boss was truly devastated and very, very angry. We both stayed professional throughout the discussion, but it got heated and he questioned my loyalty as if as a character flaw. I said my view is I paid him and the company back with my hard work, so we're at the very least even. Arguably, they got a bargain deal because I could have jumped ship for more money two years ago. Edit, didn't say this last sentence out loud. Should I have handled any of this differently? My wife and some friends say I'm being rather cold and calculating. I should have shown more loyalty since the company gave me so much. I think it's disrespectful to assume I didn't give them anything less than enough in return. I know my worth and my contribution to the company's bottom line. I've seen people walked out the door after two decades with a pink slip and no one shed a tear the morning after. I respect my old boss, but what the hell is loyalty to your job supposed to even mean? Edit, I can't possibly respond to everyone and read every comment. So if there's something super pressing you want to ask or share, feel free to DM me and I may be able to answer. Thanks for engagement and helpful insight, everyone. Now, this one hits pretty close to home for me. Like my current job, you know, I came in into, into it as a content creator. And I'm not talking YouTube, I'm talking about my real job here as a content creator. And, you know, I've learned it on the go pretty much. This is a whole hobby base. So they took me on knowing I wasn't like professionally trained and everything. And I'm always very appreciative to that. And I always feel like I am loyal to them and will do what I can to help their business. But at the same time, you do need to realize your self-worth and realize that, you know, if a company's doing bad, they will get rid of you. When it comes to it in the end, you, you are an asset to them. That can be got rid of if need be. Like you said, you send people walked out the door after two decades with a pink slip. You know, that could be you one day. So you need, I think you need to like, just take opportunities when they come, which is kind of the situation I'm in at the moment. Oh God, I'm going into one of my stories again. <laughs> I'm very conscious of doing that now. 
But as I said, yeah, I'm sort I feel like I'm in the same sort of position as this guy. Not obviously the money thing, but at the moment there's an opportunity where I could possibly do YouTube, you know, a bit more, at least part time. And I would love the opportunity to do that, to put more time into it, to interact with you guys, you know, and make the content a bit more exciting and get you guys involved, maybe with votes on Discord and stuff like that. But I just don't have the time to do it at the moment. So I've approached my current work and asked them about sort of working part time and how I'm currently unhappy in my job, which I am at the moment because it's pretty crazy. I won't go into too many details, but it's crazy. And I done this yesterday and yeah, I've had several phone calls with them already saying they might be able to accommodate part time. They might not. Um, so but basically, I've just left it in their court. I said, look, I know what I want to do. It's up to you what you want to do now. It's in your court. You know, if you want to get rid of me, then that's fine. You know, I'm not too bothered. I would miss the job security, but, you know, I would just reach out with this YouTube thing with both hands then. But, you know, I've given the, the option of part-time, so maybe we can, I can put half into YouTube, half into to real work. Real work in quotes. I'm doing air quotes with my hands there. <laughs> but yes, 100% know your worth. Let's have a look at the comments below before we move on to the update. Cadillac Blood says, not the arsehole. I was ready to say you're an arsehole and give you the whole fine line between honesty and rudeness talk. But to be honest, I see absolutely nothing wrong with your course of action. You worked there, did your thing, got a better offer, let the boss know. When the boss asked you why, you explained it to him. There isn't much reason for him to be mad, except he got frustrated that you have more than two brain cells. Loyalty to a company doesn't mean you should turn down a good career opportunities. It means not spreading, I don't know, company secrets or talking shit about your workplace and stuff. Loudant2 says not the arsehole in quotes. I've seen people walked out of the door after two decades with a pink slip and says, yep, and your boss would have happily done this with you as well. You're talking about more than doubling your salary and you usually only get that type of bump when you switch employers. My take is if they wanted to keep you, they should have kept your salary competitive the whole time. I hope you did your due diligence though. More money doesn't make it a better place to work. Faye Piper says, not the arsehole, I do think that you could have handled it better just because this could bite you if you need to get a reference or something happens with your new job. This is one of those, you're right, but you shouldn't say it situations. At the same time, that's only a pragmatic consideration. And from a manner standpoint, you were fine. This is just an old boomer mentality on your old boss's part. Now, with that being said, let's head on over to the update to see what happens. Probably a bit mundane, but some folks wanted an update. Took my old boss out for a beer to not burn a bridge, as some of you have suggested. We sat in an outside pub garden for all the health-conscious Redditors. Both had a great time. A couple of months helped us cool off, and getting together turned into a lot of reminiscing about the good old times together. It also got us talking even more frankly about things that would be viewed too political if we were still employed by the same company. I think I may have kept my mentor in my life after all. I apologise for perhaps ending things with my old job too abruptly. He said I couldn't have left it at worse time, but then again, there was no better or worse time to lose me, and to not sweat it. Said he understands why I took the job, respects my reasoning for trying to protect him from using up the goodwill he built to save me for an employee slash get me a match, and that giving him an earlier heads up might have given him more time to find a replacement, but didn't make a huge difference at the end of the day. It's all water under the bridge now. The company already hired my replacement for about 25% more than I was paid. He didn't disclose the exact amount, but that was the implication. He was blunt I wouldn't have gotten that much even with the offer I had. He also said his priorities in life are very different and he's happy where he is due to the personal reasons and work-life perks, but I need to seek what is the right answer for me. Said he's happy to work with me again if the opportunity presents itself, and I echoed that sentiment. Who knows, we may end up on the same team one way or another. A few things I took away from the Reddit discussion and a talk with our old boss. 
Look out for yourself. Your company is not the same as your boss. There are structural obstacles to fight against. And because you're loyal to one person doesn't mean the company as a whole feels that way about you. I don't regret my choice. Be good to people who were good to you and do right by them. If that doesn't go against number one. I wasn't a dick in my final interview and thanked my old boss profusely. It made a difference, but obviously he was still upset in the moment, which leads me to three. People are people. They are imperfect and have lapses of judgment. If you see them as such, you'll find it easier to move on and move up in your professional life. Good luck you all and thanks again for your input. Sometimes consulting Reddit does put a good spin on a trivial story. Edit, apologies, but I'm going to struggle to respond to every award and comment individually. I've tried to answer all the questions though. Thanks for your support and good luck with your careers. Now, again, another good ending. You know, meeting up with a boss afterwards was probably a great thing to do, you know, and you kept those bridges open. Never burn bridges with your old company just in case you do need to return up some stage. And it sounds like the old boss may take him back as well, if need be. But what do you guys think of this story? What would you have done in this situation? How would you have taken that job for like 110% more pay? Or would you have maybe said loyalty is more than money? Let me know in the comments below. Once again, guys, I hope you did enjoy these stories with updates. Do you like an update or two? Keep me informed. I'm always open to feedback because, you know, I wouldn't be here without you guys. So it's important we keep that communication open. Thank you very much for being here. I really do appreciate each and every single one of you. And do not forget that. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love.